Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about Populous. But before we do, we have some feedback from our last episode. Uh-huh. Uh, Jarleth, our buddy from Ireland, wrote in. And he said, thanks so much for mentioning our event on your show. Um, It went really well. We had 20 people, and many got in touch after to tell us they'd been there, uh, that they'd been there if they'd known about it. Um, They had a special guest. Guess who showed up at this thing? Who? David Pleasance. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so uh, he took questions about his days at Commodore and uh, talked about there's a new project called Friend Up that's supposed to reclaim the familiarity and spirit of innovation that Amiga had. Um, And he's posted some links you can find on our Facebook page about um, some pictures from the event. We'll put those up on the blog too. Um, And there's also a video. So Jarleth, I'm glad that the first Amiga Ireland was a success. Uh, I hope that it continues on. What a surprise too, eh? Yeah. Yeah. That's a a pretty good guess. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I was happy to hear that. Actually, that's uh, that makes me. It's good. Uh, it's good to know that there. I mean, twenty people. That's. A, I think it's a pretty solid turnout. To be yeah. honest with you, for the first event, now it's great. It's great. I wish we could pull that many people. Eh? Oh, you're <laughs> not kidding. Uh, Lauren Giroux sent us uh, a message uh, with some info about the sales curve. Remember talking about the sales, sales curve, curve last yeah. week. So they were called that because they were originally a B2B company, a business-to-business company. Oh, yeah? And um, But when one of their clients folded, they got to acquire a license to a whole lot of arcade games. And so they just went to work porting those arcade games to the Amiga. And that was the bulk of what the sales curve did. That's funny. So that's how they got Silkworm, Ninja Warriors, um, Saint Dragon? I've not heard of that one. I only, I'd only heard of it when we did review, when we did research for that episode. That's where I first of all heard of it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, they. I'm not sure what Ninja Warrior is. To be honest with you. Ninja Warriors. That sounds like something that that I should know. I want to say it's like an isometric thing. I don't know. Anyway, um, but uh, and then of course Rodland, which uh, Lauren says is very good, but we don't. We still. Continue to know nothing about. Rodland. I read a, I read an article this week doing some research, and Rodland was mentioned as an arcade classic. <laughs> Isn't that I crazy? I kid you not, and I have no idea what this is. I remember oh, I'm not going to play that, so we should Amigo plays on Rodland next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what else he said that um, their the best coder over at the sales curve was Ronald Vanna Vsirik. And he's now lead tools engineer at Insomniac Games. So he's still in the game. Wow. Um, Not bad, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, uh, Anthony Becker wrote in saying, uh, Silkworm and Swiv are two of my favorite games on the Amiga for the same reasons. Though he always found the Jeep to be crazy tough compared to the helicopter. Um, and 
He said, also interesting, we mentioned people collecting adding machines last week. Remember talking about that? And, <laughs> I didn't think anyone actually collected them. <laughs> well, it's, it turns out that um, before they got into computers, Commodore made typewriters and guess what? Adding machines. Hmm. And so he has two of them in his Commodore collection. So yes, people still collect them. No display, just simple math and a paper roll to print out. Yeah. And uh, so they, they had no handle and they were electric like the old uh, IBM Selectrics typewriters. Awesome. So yeah, Anthony, uh, send us a picture of your Commodore adding machines and we'll put it on the blog. Yeah. Uh, news this week. You got any? You got any Amiga news this well, week? Consult the news. Newsatron five thousand. While you're consulting, why don't you move to your left a little bit so I can get back into the frame a little bit more? There we go. I was go. doing the people a favor. I was getting your good. I thought you were going to say I was. I was doing the people's elbow. I was. <laughs> um, really, the, the news was a little slow this week. Um, there are two more of those CD thirty two collections that we always talk about out. Uh, in fact, I think one of the our listeners tipped me off. Yeah. Um, um, on the on the uh, Facebook page mm -hmm. about them. So there are. It's an overhead racer collection for the CD32, and then there's also an, an, a a a second uh, a second collection that's sort of an uh, like was an isometric uh, view, and uh, it'll you know it's the same standard fare. It was Chris Folds. Thanks, Chris. Chris Folds. Oh, and before we go any farther, uh, Aaron and I would both like to wish Chris a happy 40th birthday. Chris, you're awesome. You're the man. You should probably be hosting the show. Happy birthday. And welcome to the 40 Club, pal. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably better than when you turned 40 in the late 80s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'll be there, both. I'll be there with my cane. <laughs> Beating you down, sir. <laughs> Just a couple more years, I'll be Just there remember, too. Just remember, those old guy jokes are hilarious until you're an old guy. That's true. That's true. Then, then it's not so good. It's not so good. But uh, yeah, happy 40th. That's nice, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, we got some site updates this week. Indeed. Uh, we, uh, we, let's see, who was it? Dreamcatcher posted about the Amiga Games Remakes database. Had you heard of this thing before? I had. Okay, I, this I had. was new to me. Um, it's a cool concept. I didn't realize it had been around quite so long. Yeah, and it's it's basically a database of titles that were either ported from the Amiga or remade on a different platform but share similarities with different Amiga titles. Uh, it kind of covers a wide swath of re-releases. Uh, but there's the database that, that has them all. And uh, so he posted a, I guess it's the, an anniversary, maybe their 10th anniversary or something like that. Uh, so he posted that and we also did a couple games uh, we played Transplant, uh, or I played Transplant. Amigos played Transplant, which is a public domain. Uh, it's kind of like um, Bosconian, I think is probably. Just the one we talked about last week with a sort of like, um, sort of like uh, um, Time Pilot. Yeah, did we talk about it on the show? Yeah. Okay, uh, I must have put it up. And yeah, it was right there in that gray area. Right, uh, and also Alien Fish Finger. That we didn't talk about. Okay, so Alien Fishfinger is quite a game. It's got a kind of a terrible name. Uh, yeah. It's a side-scrolling shooter that kind of reminds you of... Did you ever play Shadow Complex on the Xbox 360? Mm -mm. It's got some relatively small sprites, um, big environments. Um, it's a platformer, but it's got upgradable weapons. So it's sort of a Metroidvania type thing. Um, 
it's a really, really cool game, and everything's persistent too. So there's actually an option when you start the game to clear the dead bodies because they'll just stay there for the rest of the game. And you're you're a guy trying to infiltrate some place, uh, and you're basically just shooting a bunch of. Your call who put that out? Is it? It's, it's a, a public domain game. Oh, it's a PD game. Yeah. Is there any mention as to why it's called that? No, no. And I didn't research it further. Um, but uh, Arian Schumacher, a guy from Scandinavia somewhere, uh, wrote in and, and suggested we try two of the, those two games. So You've had good luck on these PD games. Because like I said, I, oh, yeah. I watched the first one, and I was like, man, this looks great. Check out Alien Fishfinger. I'm, I apologize. Because I, I would never have tried that otherwise. Yeah, under any me The screen is cut off on the bottom. When I, when I played through King's Quest, I had to adjust it because of the resolution. Um, and I forgot to switch it back, so I apologize for the bottom of the screen being cut off. But it's still you can still get an idea of what's going on in the game for sure. Did you was this? I may be a week off. The article we had up uh, on uh, getting your Amiga online. Mm -hmm. We talked about that last. Right, week. but did you not get a? This is the week you guys actually received the message, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So Will sent me a message saying that the Amiga. He sent me an email from his Amiga. <laughs> So it's pretty awesome. incredible. I love getting email from old computers. I love that. When, I, when you sent that over to me, I, had a, I was telling my, my partner at work about this, and he was just completely wondering what the hell we were doing. <laughs> you know, he had that, much like the Three Stooges. You're either in the Amiga or you someone that can't understand how people are in the Amiga. It's mm -hmm. the same, same thing. So that was neat. Yeah. And it's great that you got to work, and it's really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Will... Uh, we, we hope to hear more from Will. I know he's got a lot going on, but he's got some projects that, in the tank that are, he's working on. So. Beauty. Yeah. Good job, uh, sir. Yeah. So that ends the uh, the side updates for this week. It's time to dive right into Populous. So Populous was released in 1989 uh, by Bullfrog Entertainment. Mm -hmm. Bullfrog Productions. Bullfrog Productions. Yeah. They, they didn't do a ton of stuff on the Amiga. Have you, have you played any of their Amiga stuff that you know of? Um, theme Park. Big theme, fan of theme, theme park. park. So you have played mm -hmm. theme park. Yeah, yeah. I did um, an Amigos plays on it. Oh yeah, you mm -hmm. did. As a well, was a while back. It what? was. It was a while back. Um, I was familiar with, of course, this and the sequel, Syndicate. We, I, I remember when that came out, it was sort of a big deal. Yeah. Uh, it was a very impressive game. They did a couple games. I and it, didn't you do Flood? I also did Flood. And, and I recall you liked Flood. Flood's a you? very good platformer. Uh -huh. Very good. Um, they also did a game called Druid Two. Is that, I want to say, were the Druid games, weren't there Commodore 64 gauntlet clones called they, Druid? It looked gauntlet-y yeah. when I watched a video on it. I wonder if that was related. Don't know. Uh, and they also did a game called Fusion, mm. and which, I, again, I, that one I've not played. Uh, but uh, up to coming out of, um, basically, they hadn't done Harley Jack, they really had done Jack Squat uh, up to, pop, to Populous, mm -hmm. so... Sort of came out of nowhere. Well, I think that Peter Molyneux was working somewhere else first, and then he he formed Bullfrog, and that was their first game that they well, made. Well, I did. We're going to start there. I did a little research on it, and basically, and from the man himself, mm -hmm. and he pretty much said that he had put out a game, um, and it was it put out a piece of software that was like a database right, piece of software, right? And it it was tankery do. It did not. Mm -hmm. It did. He didn't sell Jack Squad. 
And so now, before you go on, yeah. it's worth noting the backstory to that story, which is also interesting. All right, the whole reason why he got tapped for that project was they called the the wrong person. They thought he was some other guy. Oh yes, uh, this has to do with his his baked beans company right. importing in the, into the, the Middle East. <laughs> right, and they, and their name conflicted with a networking mm-hmm. firm. Yeah, and they, I remember I read this. They sent him, or actually, I might have seen it on the on the documentary. They sent him ten. Amiga 1000s. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, yep, that's me. I'm the networking guy. <laughs> and he kept them. And he and he became a networking guy. Show, honesty, not always the best policy. He didn't yeah. seem that... He didn't. He wasn't proud from what yeah. I was able to ascertain. Because yeah. that story came up a couple of times in my research. But yeah, it's hard to believe that he was going... He went from uh, sending beans to the Middle East. <laughs> you know, and, I mean, think about... Think of this. We'll pause for a moment. Think of the fact that if there was if there wasn't a name conflict, there would never have been a Peter Manu. Yeah. which is a huge name, right? It just it's goes crazy like, to think about mm-hmm. that. No, and who knows where the God Game Journey would have even been? Yeah, right. Without him being there, so that's what a wacky tale it is. Uh, but uh, uh, he worked with a guy named Glenn uh, Glenn Corpse. I guess that's the way he pronounces it. We've, we've run into him before, I think. I remember uh, mispronouncing his name before. Well, he the only things he, that they've did done differently is is uh, no, that's pretty much. They did the exact. He did fusion, and Peter Molyneux didn't. That's about okay. everything else. Oh, I remember what it is. It's. It's. I remember reading that his name is pronounced Corpus. Corpus. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. That's better than corpse. It is. If I if my name better. if my last name was corpse, I'd go with Corpus too. It's bouquet. Have you ever seen Keeping Up Appearances? No. Oh, sorry. Move on. Okay, fair enough. Um, like he said, it was uh, out in '89, and uh, apparently Molyneux saw Corpus. Fiddling with this little remedial uh, uh, building program, little like earth building program, mm-hmm, terraforming. And so, Manu thought it'd be neat to put little people on the island, mm-hmm. uh, on the on the land. And then they sat and watched them walk around for a while. And they thought, well, it'd be neat to be able to help them go other places. And so he added that. And eventually, they're like, hey, we might be on something here. Let's make this a game. And Manu sat down and worked out how the game would work mm-hmm. I mean, how, how you know how you would build stuff and how you how the ultimately how the game would be a game right and so which i think that's kind of wacky if you think about how odd that is mm-hmm. he just happened to walk in and this guy's fiddling around i saw in an interview that he said <laughs> this is the exact quote he said they had zero money and they said they were so poor that they were peeing in the sink of the of the studio wow had nothing. <laughs> Think about the great Peter Molyneux yeah. pissing in a sink. Unbelievable. Uh, and so when they, they were in debt up to their ears, they effectively didn't have a company. Mm-hmm. And so this was their last shot, was populous. And uh, they couldn't really find anyone to publish it because no one knew what it was. They couldn't. It was hard to describe what it was. Uh, but eventually, uh, EA thought it might be worth something. And I know they, didn't, they really didn't get a very good deal. Uh, in the in the distribution of it, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like real low. The, it was like ten percent or something of the, of the total overall money came to them. Wow! But luckily, they sold a lot of copies, and that yeah. you know made their ten percent of a lot can be a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, I, I read an article. He said he was a uh, um, he was scared to death. I don't know if you saw this. He was scared to death about the reviews, mm. and so he had a plan. And the plan was he was going to get there's an Amiga magazine called Ace which was a, apparently a pretty reputable magazine at the time. And he was he met with the reviewer who had reviewed the game already. And he thought, I'm not going to bring up the game. I'm going to get this guy pissed drunk. 
and be friends with him, and hopefully he'll I, I he won't even come up. Mm-hmm. Basically, and so they said they started drinking at like it's like so at ten a.m. and by four p.m. Molly was puking in the bathroom. Oh my gosh! And this guy, they were laughing, having a good time, and it came up finally what he thought about the game. And the guy was just like nonchalantly, "Oh, your game? It's the best game I ever played." And Molyneux said he was so nervous about it that he wouldn't bring that tub up again in case the guy was drunk and didn't know what he was saying. Right. You know, and sure enough, of course, the game mm-hmm. went on to be what it is. Yeah. So why, don't, why don't you tell us about the game? So the game is the way the way you interact with the world is different than almost any other game. Uh, the closest game at this time, I don't know if this game predated SimCity or if SimCity came out slightly before, but they both were released in '89, and. These games, of course, you have no direct control over the humans in your game. Uh, in SimCity, you're building uh, cities and roads and things for your characters to live in. In Populous, it's actually a lot more stripped down. You have very limited control over what's going on. You're just trying to raise the land to make it flat or lower the land to make it flat so your inhabitants can build bigger and better uh, cities. And the cities are represented by a little house. Um, and so you start out, your guys have kind of like a straw hut. Um, and if there's a nearby straw hut, if you can make the land to where they're both even, then they'll kind of join forces and both upgrade themselves and make themselves better. Uh, one neat thing, uh, one thing that you, you don't have to worry too much about accidentally destroying a home, because if you accidentally raise or lower the square that their house is on, They'll just build it right back. We, you proved that in the, in the Amigos plays where right. you repeatedly destroyed your own people's town. Yeah. Now, as you do this, as you create better and better places for your inhabitants to live, you as the deity of this world, uh, your people will pray. Uh, I think this is the lore of the game. I, I heard this on a video, but I think that the way it works is that your people are praying and that gives you more power. So it's like this. It's, it's this... Uh, positive circle where you're doing good things for the people the people are praying which is making more you more powerful so you can do better things for the people and the better things for the people include destroying their enemies which live on the opposite corner of the world so you scroll down to the bottom of the screen where the enemies are and you have powers of destruction you can cause a flood you can cause earthquakes and volcanoes and really kind of screw them up down there while your people are back up at the top propagating and getting ready for battle because the game climaxes with you going up against the other the other player uh, and of course all the combat is not done by you it's done automatically you can make your people knights uh, you can cer- turn certain people into knights and that makes them stronger in battle but overall you know the majority of what you're doing in the game is wreaking havoc on your enemies helping your people and just trying to make it their lives as good as possible. I think that's well stated. That sounds about right. Now, that said, are you a good hand at said game? Well, <laughs> there are certain things that I don't fully understand as far as the controls go. Um, I was having a hard time. It would always shift back to the terraforming option. Even when I click on something else, it would shift back to the raise and lower. So I'd try and turn somebody into a knight and I'd basically just like lower the land while they were standing on it or raise the land. Um, I feel like I have a rudimentary understanding of the theoretical concepts of the game. When I say I'm good at the game, no, I'm not, I'm not that great at the game. I uh, am worse than you, frankly. Um, they, I, I remember when I had this uh, back in the day, I sucked at it then. And I'm, I'm not. My skills have not uh, 
increased over the years. It's this is not my necessarily my bag when it comes to game, this games. I uh, uh, I'm more of a twitchy type. So and that's it is fun to screw with the landscape. And I mean it's a pretty simple co concept. Build up you know flatten the land, build up your forces, and then and go and encounter the other guy. Try to jack him up, blow up his you know put you know cause some race some hell over there. Finish the level, move on. Uh, there's uh, and it, it, we should mention that there are uh, there's different landscapes. There's a uh, desert and snow and you know rocky mm -hmm. landscapes and stuff. And that that stuff plays a role in, when you're building and stuff as well on those levels. I didn't get very far into those. Though. I've never seen so much of those. Um, I think it's uh, uh, I, I think this game, which we didn't get. To, to play this as a multiplayer game, we talked about it in the media display, but I could see where this game would probably be a lot more fun with more than one person. Mm -hmm. And I know at one time doing some research, he had talked about a, a version that had, you could have like 256 players simultaneous. I don't know if that ever came out. I don't think so. I think that's. Um, but you never, again, this is who we're talking about Molyneux. Peter Molyneux. Yep. We should probably, while we're on the subject, we should probably talk about Molyneux. So Molyneux uh, is, is a flawed genius. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Populous, Populous 2, Power Monger, uh, those were always babies. Populous really put them on the map, like we said. <clears throat> he went on to found Bulldog, Bullfrog. Uh, Bullfrog was famous for uh, the aforementioned games, plus they did Magic Carpet, yeah. which that was a really neat game. Oh yeah, it really it, showcased the, uh, when it the graphical came, properties of the systems of the Yeah, time. when it came out. Mm -hmm. uh, my, in fact, I remember my buddy, He found, that's when he sold his Amiga. When he What's saw the, what, my carpet on, he said, "I he said I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get this because I, it, it's the most awesome thing I've ever seen." Uh, of course, Dungeon Keeper that was a bullfrog game. Dungeon too, right? Keeper was another one which we talked about in, in Amiga's uh, play that I had was I thought was pretty good. Uh, Theme Hospital, I remember playing this and not liking it at all. But that's another one that didn't. It? Some people really dug it. Uh, he went on to now eventually Bullfrog got basically. The company got devoured uh, and, and merged. I'm trying to think. Was it was it uh, was it Microsoft that picked him up? Or it might have been EA. I think it was EA because yeah. he ended up he ended up going on to be a. I think he was vice president of EA for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, he went on to found the studio that went on to make uh, the Fable games. Yeah, Fable Lion, One, Two, and Lion's Three. Lion's Head. I think it was. Yeah. And Fable uh, was. The original Fable was on the Xbox, and Fable Two, I think, was also on the Xbox. No, Fable was Two and Xbox Three were on 360. I played the first one, uh, and it was pretty neat. And I've seen the third one played, and the concepts were kind of neat, where you could be a good guy, you could be mm -hmm. a bad guy, and you could do this and that. It was sort of, sort of like a GTA Light in mm -hmm. some ways, and it's set in a medieval time. Mm -hmm. But uh, Molyneux developed this uh, trait. Of over piping his games and that's when I think it really came into fruition was the even the original fable was supposed to have all the stuff you could do mm -hmm. and it just didn't pan out and fable 2 the exact same thing and fable 3 was the worst of the bunch and finally after that one came out he said he was never gonna work for Microsoft again and he went and he founded another studio called 22 cans mm -hmm. which <laughs> It's a strange name. It is a strange name. <clears throat> and they are responsible for two of the wackier things ever. Um, sort of infamous. And we're not going to go into this too deeply, but they're just, it merits, uh, the story merits repeating. 
Uh, they did a, 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 a one game, and it was basically the concept of this game was sort of like a puzzle game. And Molyneux stated that whoever beat this game would have a life-changing experience. Yeah, and what the, what the game was is you're basically popping bubbles. Yes. And you're working your way towards the center of this mass of bubbles. And there's statistics that say how many bubbles are left, and there's this many bubbles being popped every second and stuff like that. And there are little sayings yeah. on them. And, and the whole internet was a buzz with what is at the middle of this thing? You know, am I what am I going to get if I'm the person that gets to the middle first? So it was an excellent marketing tool. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yes. It was a good marketing tool. There, there's no but, denying it was an excellent marketing tool because that's what marketing is. Well, I, but I mean, yeah, right. But I mean, what are you marketing? Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he got, he got did, people talking. Did, they, did that game get them any and money? That was so, a, it was free, wasn't it? So the, the, marketing, the marketing was for, you know, of course, when you got to the center, you got to name. Your name appeared in this game, you know, well, the goddess game. It was more than that. What, what else was it? Was it was much that? more, actually. Tell me about it. <laughs> I will. The uh, the winner of this thing was a guy, another English guy, won the game. Uh, and what you won, well, when he, when he cracked the code or did whatever it is to open this thing, there was a video message from Peter Molyneux, and it, and it told the guy, it's like, listen, here's what you've won. You can make it public or you can keep it a secret. Right? Well, the guy made it public. And what he won, basically, was uh, he was going to be in the new game that was coming out, Goddess, uh, he was going to be... Uh, basically, he's going to be the god figure for a year, and he was also going to get a percentage of the sales. Really, I did like not 1%, know about that. Wow! Or, yeah, he was okay. actually going to okay. get money. Really? Okay. That was the life changing part. Oh, interesting. And he was actually they were even going to I think I believe part of it was also going to give he was going to have some input on what happened. Mm -hmm. you know? Aside from being the the guy the god figure, he was going to actually he wasn't just going to be his face all the time. I mean, he was going to actually be actively. Almost like an employee wow. to a certain degree. Interesting. Well, and they brought him to the uh, studio and showed him around, and, and you know, and the whole nine yards. That's a whole other story into himself. But the long story short is that once this trip happened, and he went and saw the guys and met Piano, you know, he has never heard from them again. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, but they went on to make this goddess, G O D U S. Mm -hmm. I guess we're pronouncing it right. That's I, weird. Yeah. Uh, um, which was. Is called generously called the spiritual successor to Populous. Of course, Populous Two was called that, and Power Monger was sort of called that too. So. <laughs> and then there was another. There were some other Populous many successors. Yeah, yeah. Progenitor. Uh, he they have milked the Populous franchise down to the nub. But Goddess was going to be this game. Uh, it was Populous esque. It was a God game, and to kick it off, uh, the studio Molyneux had a, a Kickstarter done. It netted them eight hundred grand, and they were gonna. They had a, uh, uh, a a frame time frame of about nine months, I think it was, to get this game ready to go. And they were uh, going to port it to uh, Linux even mm -hmm. as well. And that was two thousand twelve. And right now, I was on. I got on Steam's website today, and it is the Steam beta of Goddess is up. And according to the beta message, the game is at 50% 50, 50 completed, 50, 55% completed. Wow. It's been in beta for like a million years, and it's not completed. And uh, what they did was, before they even released the PC version, which that was their number one priority, they went ahead and released a phone version, which was universally panned and hated because they were short on cash. Mm. And this goes into the whole... Molyneux promising more than he can give. Right, and, right. And so we could go down this whole other road. That's a whole other podcast. 
but it's been a complete debacle. So the spiritual successor to Populous is probably nothing, I guess, at this point. <laughs> or maybe I've read some fan-made stuff was that was more along the lines of Populous than this is. Populous fanfic. He actually just came out with Pop, uh, God, uh, Goddess Wars this year, which is another unfinished <laughs> version. <Wow. laughs> and here's the best part. This is what I like. Goddess is supposed to have multiplayer and, and where you can fight. Well, it doesn't have that. And so uh, he... Molyneux released this message saying, well, this is what I really meant. It's going to be like a separate game. Oh. And so this is the part where you can fight. But apparently this is also horrible and only 50% done as well. Wow. It sounds a lot like, um, oh, what's that space game that's never going to come out? Um, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Oh, uh, uh, the one that's the No Man's Sky. The, the Wing Commander guys that are doing it. Oh, geez, I forgot. I forgot about that one. Yeah. That's been forever. Well, that still again. hasn't come out either. So, well, that it's been a disaster. I mean, Molyneux uh, has tarnished his rep and his legacy. It's sad, really. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, it's a, it's a sad state. But thankfully, we're only focused on his triumphs, right? Here on the podcast, looking at the positive, and so. Uh, uh, one thing I read that you can, is that on the Amiga version of this, you can actually, uh, and I can't confirm this, but I read it a couple different places, you can actually hook this up with an Atari ST with your right cable and play on someone with an ST, which is, I think that's the second game we've had. I'm trying to think what the other one was you I, could do that I with. don't think I've ever heard you say anything like that. Yeah, you could actually play this game against someone on playing this game on the ST. How interesting. I think there was another game that was like that. Okay. I, it may have been, uh, Maybe it was stunt car racer or something. Or well, that one you could. I think you could use an all modem cable and connect two Amigas. No, no, no. You could do that for sure. Yeah, because I've that I've done. But I've, there was another game we okay. talked about. So, hey, one of you guys if has you a key mind. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, so I think that's neat uh, that you could that you could do that. Mm -hmm. uh, there were two expansions that were released for it, and by released, I don't necessarily mean released. Um, well, they were, I mean, they were made, but they weren't really released. Um, one was a, a was a game, uh, an expansion pack called uh, Populous the Promised Lands. All right, um, I watched a video on these. I've got them, and I kind of started one, but due to my suckery, they they weren't the promised lands for me. Mm. Um, they are. This comes with new landscapes. There's a place called Silly Land, which. <laughs> Sounds like, it. it sounds like um, a, a pinball table on one of the pinball yeah. dreams games. Uh, there's Wild West. That's just this whole set is like pinball. Mm, yeah. There's Silly Land, Wild West, Lego style block land, <laughs> and uh, Revolution Francais, and a computer themed one called Bit Planes. Mm. Uh, then there was also an expansion disc called Populous the Final, the Final Frontier. Star uh, Trek theme? I guess. And it was a one new landscape, but this was a release on a covered disc on uh, Amiga The One magazine. Mm, interesting. So I'm guessing that's pretty pretty rare. Yeah. And in my eBay research, I didn't see any of the expansions cover disc style. I saw the other one, but not the cover disc one. So I'm guessing if you've got that one, you're doing pretty good for yourself. Yeah. Did you look into, uh, speaking of eBay, did you look into that? I did. I did look into eBay here. Let me consult the magical the magical paper of doom here. Um, this game was super duper common on both sides of the pond. Um, I mean, dirt cheap. Most of the ones I saw came with, uh, a lot of the ones I caught, saw came with the expansion. This game was also released in like, uh, with another game 
I can't the name fails me uh, on like one disc or maybe two. Uh, and on on our side of the pond, you're looking at thirty three or thirteen to twenty two bucks U.S. Uh, in Europe, pretty much about the same. The discs, if you just want to buy the disc and not don't get the box and stuff, ten bucks mm-hmm. shipped. So easiest pie to get. Again, those uh, those uh, expansions. The one the promise thing, like I said, a lot of these had that built in or came with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the the cover disc one. Good luck. That's going to be a tough one to, to, to find. Yeah. Now, was this game pretty much universally reviewed well? It, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking over the scores here, and ironically, the uh, uh, the uh, uh, ACE scores on here as well, which it did it did great. I guess about a thousand got nine hundred sixty three points. Um, 92% all the way down. Some people gave it five out of five stars. There were It was universally loved. Everyone loved it. It was an instant classic. It was, it, uh, I read that it, the year it was released, it accounted for like one third of EA's total income. Wow. That's, that's unreal. Yeah. Now, of course, EA then was not what EA is now. But. Yeah, correct. Um, they, I, the, I saw figures on the sales. And it, it, I think it was like across all platforms, uh, it was like it was like three to six million, mm-hmm. which, again, if you consider the t- the time it was released, that that's incredible, incredible yeah. amount of money. By the way, I guess we should talk about some of the ports real quick. I, I don't know. I was going to ask you if you played any of the, like the uh, SNES port. Did you happen to play? No, this I always in my when I was a kid, I always confused this game with Act Razor. Just in my mind, I always thought it's oh, an Act Razor, like a run, a, a, like a running slicer. No, Act Razor is also another God game. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. so what I know, I know it has a sequel, right? Uh, yeah, and um, basically, you start out and you're controlling things in God game mode, but then the action gets fast and furious as you take human form, and then you it's a side-scrolling platformer sort of deal. Interesting. Um, this also got a, a release on the Game Boy. Wow. And uh, apparently it's pretty good. Okay, okay. Uh, the Super Nintendo, the Mega Drive, a.k.a. the Genesis, the Master System. Interesting. interesting. Um, the Sharp uh, 68000. The Sharp 60, X68000, that's a neat. Are you they got, that? Yeah, they got all kinds of. Their arcade of. ports are they're top shelf. Mm-hmm. Boy, yeah. if you had one of those. I've seen one of them in action, and it was I was very impressed. Nothing we could ever forget here. We'd yeah, the uh, you know in the latest issue of Mister uh, uh, Retro Gamer when they have the Mister Do Expose, they say the Sharp X sixty eight thousand is the best. I the bet best it's board. awful good. And then of course, uh, it was also released. Here's a wacky. It was on the FM Town. <laughs> that old thing. So I guess that is the FM Town the same as the FM Town Marty. No, they're two different. Is the Marty the, the CD the, version? Uh, yeah, the Marty's the I CD see. version. Uh, and there was a PC release. Um, CGA EJ VGA standard fare. The FM Town, they might both be CD versions, but the maybe I think the Marty came out later. I think that that was well. The, F, the FM Town's Marty is the considered the first CD machine, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming maybe. the other one okay. didn't just didn't have it. Um, so, but yeah, you know, overall, like I said, this is another one. You know, I'm not going to give this a rating or a score. Of course, we never do, but I'm not going to sit here and say it's crap or it's great. It just I I'm, I don't have the wherewithal to be a good hand at it. You know, I mean. Uh, games like Cannon Fodder, where I I could get a pretty good grasp of what I was doing, because again that's, that's a game I hadn't played either. So mm-hmm. when, I, 
but this was this was a, a little easier for me to play than north and south, for example. Right. But it was along the lines of it's just right like, on the edge of you know, needing to read the manual. Which I read it. <laughs> I downloaded the manual and read it. It was just I just had to pick. I mean, I can get past levels. I can do stuff, but I didn't. I wasn't enjoying myself like I thought I should be. And I feel mm. like I'm, there's something I'm not. Yeah, and, right. and we talked about this on the on the video. But I think if you're the type of person that enjoys playing Minecraft in sort of a therapeutic way. If you know, play if raising and lowering terrain and making everything all smooth and nice, kind of just as a relaxing activity, you'll love this game. And I'm one of those people. Like I used to play Minecraft, and I just make you know, you you play Minecraft, and it was relaxing. This this scratched that same kind of itch, which surprised me because I wasn't expecting this game to be like that. It's I will say it, it at first I had fun just messing with it, mm -hmm. you know, but I saw this in the same in the same vein that I had in SimCity when I first got hold of it, but. I grew tired of both of them. <laughs> so I guess I just don't have a good enough attention span to play them. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, I'd like to thank our sponsors. <clears throat> Paul Harrington, Lawrence Loggins, Jonas Rulo, Kilborn Barman, Tapes from the Crypt, Adam Bradley, Chris Fox. Will Williams, Daniel Biggs, and Brian's right to revenge chat, Halton, and Brandon Audi. I thought that was much better than last week. It's not saying much, is it? <laughs> Speaking of next week, what are we going to do? What, what are, are we doing? Play? I forgot already. We're going to play Prince of Persia. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. I hadn't even said the words, and you were saying, I thought we were going to do something oh, else. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you got, that's fine. Well, one thing, you, the way you said Persia was a little freaky. Well, I was still in Elton John mode. It was hard is that to, what that was? It's hard to get out of it oh, once you're boy. in it. Uh, that sounds good to me. Prince of Persia, beautiful. Uh, was it? What's the fellow's name that made that? Uh, uh, Jordan Mechner. Jordan Mechner. So that that should be a fun time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That'll be our second Mechner game. I'm, I have game. high hopes for this because I've never played it. But every platformer we play, you always say, "Well, it's not as good as Prince of Persia." So I'm just I'm I'm prepared to be impressed. I think we'll even hold it up against some other systems too. I have a little this one. I have a little uh, not foreknowledge on, so we'll see how it does. Yeah. Well. Uh, that's all we got for this week. That's it. We're done. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to support us on Patreon, we'd appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. You can find our website at AmigosPodcast.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Google+. Plus. I lost I lost a guy this week. Oh, man. I was he probably to, died. I had us up to 74 guys and he left. I'm hoping he just got kicked off Google+. Plus. Yeah. It was bad. I was, I was hurt. Yeah. I was hurt. So come over that's to Google+. Like Plus. Uh, we've also got a Twitter account, Amigos Podcast. A lot of action on Swiv with the podcast. Uh, Eric Nelson, he's uh, he always facilitates great conversation about the podcast. So um, coming over to Twitter if you're new school, if you're old school. You know, I never get on Twitter. Exactly. I'm horrible. Exactly. I promise I to do case. better. What are you saying? I'm old school? <laughs> That's not a bad I, thing. Um, Google Plus. It's where all the people... Google Plus. Met. It's They're, no one goes if there. If you have a Hotmail email address, Google Plus is the place for you. Wait a minute. I had an email just is older than you, Boat. <laughs> I'm not doubting it. I'm not doubting it. So, got anything else to say? Not on air. <laughs> See you next time, guys. Adios. Adios.